Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about silicon, and silica, and silicone. But before we move on to the grow guides, I just want to remind you all that we don't have a live show on Sunday this week. So on Monday, instead of the cannabis news, you're going to have an interview. Obviously, on Wednesday, we're going to have another interview. And on Friday, that will be an interview instead of the grow guides. But then we're back to having the live show on the following Sunday and back to the normal schedule from there, where the cannabis news is on Monday, interview Wednesday, grow guides on Friday. We have some real good interviews coming up next week for you. You'll see them as they come out. I'm not sure which order I'm going to send them out in just yet, but we have some good ones coming up next week, so stay tuned for those. But anyway, for now, roll a fat one, get super high, and learn some stuff about using silica for cannabis plants, and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. And here we go, everybody, episode 86, where we're talking about silica and cannabis plants, uh, also known as silicon. This is well, the kind of also known. We'll explain what it all means, but it can be easily confused with silicone. For, is that, I think that's what the boobies are made out of, you know, the silicon boobies. <laughs> silicone, okay. You no, know, I think so, right? We don't I'm want sure boobies don't on have your any. cannabis plant. We don't want boobies no. on your cannabis plants. Don't that's want right. to do that. That's right. Not silicon boobies. So there's a uh, silicone and there's silicon, there's silicon. Uh, we'll, we'll explain what it all is throughout the show, but that's what we're going to be talking about today and how it's used by the cannabis plant, how you can feed it to a cannabis plant, what's good, what's bad, uh, and just all sorts of shit like that. But, so as you know, with your nutrients, you probably listened to the nutrient episode that we did long, long ago, where, like in, in episode 20s or something. It was a long time ago. Uh, when you listen to that, we talk about mainly cannabis A and B and PK13 and uh, shit like that. Uh, Canna A and B, sorry, not cannabis A and B. You know, different nutrients that you can feed the plant. But in this episode, we're going to speak specifically about something called silica, which is something that the plants can use. It's not, uh, it's not one of those foods that you have to give to the plants. But using this this supplement is a good way to make the plant healthier and make it absorb more nutrients and ju- just uh, generally do more photosynthesis and, and grow happier and healthier just by using this one thing. And not many people do use it until they find out about it and then they use it for a while. And like I used it for quite a while, man. I used uh, some stuff called Buddha's Tree, I think it was called. And it was good mm-hmm. shit. And my plants were very happy and healthy. But I haven't used it in a while, just out of sheer laziness more than anything. Yeah, yeah, kind of me too. I mean, because we'll get into it later on. There's different ways you have to mix the stuff in, in your nutrients, so it's it's a little mm-hmm. bit more work. Mm-hmm. So, where do we begin? What is silica and silicon and silicone? Do you want yes. to explain that, monkey? You, you, you know, okay. stuff about chemistry. Uh, well, basic. I mean, I'm not a trained chemist in any way, so don't get any ideas there. But silica <laughs> is actually something called silicon silicon silicone not not cone silicon dioxide so you got me you got me trying to yeah it's gonna be fun this one isn't it (laughs) it is (laughs) silicon is an element now what you're thinking about silicone c-o-n-e versus c-o-n that's the rubber that you that you're using for caulking and such and and breast implants and many many different things but it's silicone is a synthetic rubber we're not talking about that we're talking about mm-hmm. silica, which is silicon dioxide. Think about sand. That's what you're talking about. Glass, sand, 
that's silica. That's what we're trying to get into our plants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's good shit, man. Apparently, it makes the plants much healthier and it improves the, the strength of cell walls. So that helps the plant uh, absorb more nutrients, helps it photosynthesize more. So essentially, it's just you know uh, feeding itself more food, which will make it grow bigger and stronger, have a better immune system. There's loads of good reasons why you should use this stuff. It is, it's like a... It's like vitamins for your plant, you know. You don't necessarily need to give it to your plant, but it has a better diet if you do give your plant some some silica in the vitamins as well. Yeah, and if you add all these extras, a little thing like silica in there, that's going to make your, your plant tougher. It's going to make it harder for your bugs to chew on. It's going to make it mm-hmm. a little bit more difficult for the bacteria and, a, and a rot to, to take hold. It has things, it just it helps keep the health of your plant at a higher level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you you said you've used this before, Monkey. I have. Um, I didn't start with it. Um, I'm right. a cocoa grower, as everybody knows. I'll keep repeating that because I don't know how many people who download us know that. But yeah, as a cocoa grower, it's something I had to add into it. Originally, I did not have, didn't use it, but then I heard a lot about it, and I have tried it. I have used it. It's on my shelf now. Mm-hmm. I don't always use it, but I do have it. Some some I find that some strains need it more than others. Mm. And one of those things like that. It's just. When you grow any cocoa, Mackie, as we all know, you get to tailor your, your nutrients to the specific plant that you're growing. And that's what mm-hmm. I use silica for, is that sometimes it's one thing that helps some strains, I find. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? I mean, what was your what was your experience with this material? Well, I used it back in my original cocoa days the, when I used this stuff called Buddha's Tree. And it, it was good shit, man. But I can never be sure if it's just me being like, yeah, I've added that and now look at them. And they would have just looked like that anyway. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the case. There's, there's lots of growers who have used silica in the past and got good results from it. It definitely does do something. It's not like one of the snake oils that you hear about quite a lot when it comes to growing cannabis. You know, use this nutrient, then that that nutrient and additive and you know, this one actually does do things. And there's lots of different companies that sell their own brand. So right. it's easy to get hold of, reasonably cheap as well, if you go for the right brands. And it can make a big difference to just the general health of your plants. And when your plant's in peak health, when it can photosynthesize more, then it's, it's just happier and healthier and grows better. You know, bigger, mm-hmm. tastier birds got less stress. It overcomes stresses, like environmental stresses easier as well. So if it's got temperature fluctuations, and you know light leaks maybe it just it, it deals with stress better as well when uh when you're using silica seems like real good shit man and i mean it's been five years maybe since i've used it and i want to incorporate it back into my grow after reading up some of the shit for this episode uh, I, I, haven't used it, I haven't used it in quite a few years now i mean it's probably mm-hmm. been two years since i've used silica in it because I, i've actually started experimenting the other way uh, with organics and things like that, trying to add organics to the side of it. So I actually cut silica out of the mix because I was trying to reserve that extra EC for other things in my mix now. Right. Uh, right. I probably should go back now and I maybe experiment with it and see, because that's the thing is when you start adding these things in in different supplements with different mix and different strange things, different things can happen. And I haven't mm-hmm. experimented with it in a while. I need to go back to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's in. I mean, if it makes the plant happy, then yeah, sure, use it. You know, it just depends on how much you're going to pay for it. And some brands are more expensive than others, of course. And apparently there's uh, there's a few different types of this stuff as well. It's not just uh, one straight up silica. Uh, you can get it in 3% or 8%, and apparently it's better to get the 8% one just because it's more concentrated, I suppose. But it's also mixed with, uh, you can either get potassium silica or, uh, sorry, potassium silicate, it's called with the TE on the end. 
and then uh, the calcium silicate as well. And it, you, you should check on the ingredients in the bottle. And depending on how you're growing, like if you're growing in soil, you want to add more PK, well, you just, uh, just the potassium to the, mm -hmm. to the nutrient solution. So if you're already feeding PK booster and you want to give it a little bit more, then using the potassium form of the silicate would probably be the best way to grow. But if you're in cocoa, cocoa can uh, you know, do with a lot of calmax, then maybe you want to use the, the calcium silicate instead because it's, you know, depending on what kind of grow you do, depends on what kind of silicate you want to really be using. But either one is good. It's just it, it has these, these little things on the side as well that can make differences elsewhere. But use either one. We'll try and get an 8% one if you can find one of those. And when you're looking for the nutrient bottles as well, it's, it's silica you want because that's the, uh, the silicon dioxide, which is uh, the, the ship mm -hmm. that the plant is going to use. Some, some brands are going to have um, silicon, silicon on it, so it's got an N on the end, an O-N rather than the A. And that's essentially the same shit. It's, it's no different from the, from the silica. It's just that different brands use different wording. I'm not sure why they do that, but it's well, all the same shit. Do you know why, Mookie? You got some well, ideas on that? Silica, the chemical name for silica is silicon dioxide. So, I mean, silicon is the actual element that they're telling you about. Mm -hmm. So basically silicon dioxide is basically silicon and oxygen mixed yeah, together is all it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the element in there that what is providing to the plant is just silica. It's just how they're writing it is all it is. But yeah, silica yeah, yeah. is the chemical. I mean, it's kind of like uh, to get a, uh, oh, let's see, potassium boost. You might use potassium sulfate. Well, you're going to get mm -hmm. some sulfur boost in there too, but the potassium is what you're after. So such a similar situation here. You're after the silicon the dioxide the oxygen is is a you know that's just it's going to carry along it's not mm -hmm. really a problem for you you're not after it though mm -hmm. and some people in the chat are saying here that uh i'm sparky said i'm mixing a bit of sand into my soil mixes yeah and and diametaceous earth gets added as well by some people and you these are all things you can use as a you know a, a, a supplement to silica if you want even to. uh even clay, clay is hot. Uh, some clays are high in silica as well. Mm -hmm. So you can mm -hmm. add a little bit of clay into your soil mix to get the silica in there. If you mm -hmm. want to add get silica into your compost, you can do things like add uh, what's called horsetails or scouring rush. Any kind right. of uh, weed that is high in, in that kind of that rough glassy material, you throw that into your compost. You can get silica into your compost. Great ways to add it to your stuff. Mm -hmm. So how would you? How much would you add? Like if you were doing it like that, how would you know if your soil had too much silica or not enough? You know? I think I'd have to test. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have a clue, be honest with you. And I, and I don't mm -hmm. think that too many people would have a clue. So I've always been told by experts, you know, people that know a whole lot more in this field than I do, that if you have a doubt whether your soil is weak, have it tested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're testing it yourself or bringing it into a cooperative extension circuit to have it tested. But there's no instant test for you to, you know, look at a soil, dip your finger in it, whatever and test it and see if it's, if it's got the right amount of silica in it. You're going to have to mm -hmm. have that tested or you're going to have to actually just wing it. I don't know if you can have too much silica in soil. No, nothing. Well, obviously there's got to be too much. There's going to be a level where it's too much. Oh, like it's just standing yeah. in the roots. But we mean within reason, of course. Everybody. Within reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, some silica is good, but I don't think you have to have a precise number. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just throw, trying to grow the plant in pure silica. That would, that would be stupid. Yeah. And it's going to be used as well throughout the whole life cycle. And some people like to stop using it like uh, three weeks through to flower. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's up to you what you want to do with it. But you can feed the silica to the plants from start to finish from when it first shoots all the way until the end of the grow. 
it's just a nice way to deliver it straight to the plant. And it, people saying, you know, you shouldn't diametate yourself and the sand in their soil. Uh, I think Sparky mentioned as well how that you need to give time for the microbes to break it down to make your plant available. And of course, when you're using things out of the bottle, the nutrients from uh, different companies, then they're going to be plant available straight away. So that's right. something you don't have to deal with. That comes to you pre-chelated and it's already bioavailable when, when they're sending it out. If it's not, you don't want to buy it in the, the mm -hmm. bottles of that stuff. No, yeah, get the good stuff. So what brand did you use when you uh, had some Jeez. sort of it was called Rhino Skin, but I don't remember which right. Yeah, that, it was. that's advanced nutrients. That is okay. That's that's what yeah. I have. Yeah, it seems to be a, a good version. People seem to like that one. Uh, I used Buddha's Tree, is what it was called. Uh, somebody said butters. No, not butters. Uh, Buddha's like Buddha, the guy who meditates. You know, Buddha's it's the Tree. English English pronunciation. It's Buddha. Oh yeah, Buddha. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. We say Buddha over here. <laughs> I know. It's it's so funny. I, I'm a laugh about the pronunciation. You're saying it right, and I'm saying it right. We're just saying it differently. That's right. That's right. Yes. But yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, I, I forget the name of it specifically. Uh, let, me, let me just have a quick search. But the one but the one that you had? Okay. Because it was a good one. You could The plants were... Uh, there it is. Solar green power is what it what it's called. It's okay. Pretty, it's an expensive nutrient though. That's for like uh, what are we saying? Five hundred milliliters for twenty five quid. So it's a uh, solar green uh, silicon silic acid for soil and hydroponics. Some good shit, man. You know my plants mm -hmm. are always very happy when it was getting that stuff. I might have to go and get some some more and, and do it again because you know if the plants want it, then I just want to give it to them, make sure that they're happy. You know what I mean? Of course, of course. That's what we're going to do. And you, you use like a, milli, a milliliter per gallon or something. You don't even use a lot of it either. So it, it's about it what I remember. Yeah. It's yeah, about you, a half a mil a to a mil per liter. It was, you know, not much at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the yeah. thing about it was, I don't ever, you know, there's not really a sign for a silica deficiency on a plant. It's just mm -hmm. going to be that the plant may be weak. Or, you know, the uh, immune system might be weakened, but you're not going to see like, oh, this is definitely a silica deficiency. You're not going to see that. Yeah, that's it. The plant doesn't need it. It's just nice to have it extra. That's yeah, it strengthens the plant, yeah. makes it makes it happier. It's like Becky keeps saying over and over, the plant is definitely happier when it's got all these extras. Mm -hmm. And I've, yeah. I've heard some growers say that silica is one of the most uh, forgotten and overlooked things that, that can majorly change your growth. I don't know if that's right, but this is what I've heard other people say. So that's why I tried it. And to me, I'm not really sure I need it, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you get like that eventually after you've been growing for a while. It's just, it's you, just, it, man. just using the basics, you know, just, this is what you really need. I mean, it would be nice to use silica, you know, but it's not like one of those things where I think it's urgent to be using on the plants. It's just, you know, if you got it, then use it. Then that's cool. But I don't know. Is it massively important? Yeah, calcium it, it, is more on, important than silica, in my opinion, say Sparky. Definitely. The plant needs calcium. Without calcium, it wouldn't survive. It can't make the things it needs to make to survive without calcium. Right. But silica is optional. You know, it's an optional one. Yeah, silica is definitely a micro, and calcium actually does approach that macronutrient phase like they're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without calcium in cannabis, you, your plant's going to die. Yeah. It's number four. For, um, you know, there's NPK, then there's calcium. The plant needs more of it than you think, man. It's, it's a very important nutrient for plants. But silica, completely optional. So 
if if you want to try it, then I would say definitely give it a go. I've only seen good things. I've only ever heard good things. I've never heard anybody be like, oh, don't use silica. It's going to kill your plant. Everybody who uses it says that they yeah, see uh, good things benefit in the plant. So give it a try, man. You know, get yourself a bottle for 25 quid, feed the plants for a couple of weeks, and then see, check it out, man. See, see if it works. Uh, if you're having trouble with your, your stems being broken by your heavy buds, silica is probably going to be your friend because that's going to strengthen your stems, mm-hmm. make everything a bit stronger and hold together, a little bit less staking needed, yeah. things like that. So mm-hmm. if you're having trouble with floppy plants, nobody likes floppy, right, Billy? Yeah, where is Billy? I don't know. But anyway, nobody likes floppy plants. So silica can actually give you a little bit more uh, support there without actually Mm -hmm. going and uh, needing extra external supports in it sometimes. uh, Lee Davis in his chat said, $30 bag of silica will probably grow 16 plants. So yeah, if you look around, you're going to be able to get uh, good deals, man, especially when you buy it in bulk and shit. And $30 isn't a lot. I assume that's going to be a powder which you can use as a top dress and all mixed with your soil or something. Yeah. Very cool, man. That's it. It can mm-hmm. be very cheap. Just look around and see what other growers are using and see what's recommended specifically for cannabis plants. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's uh, lots of cool stuff out there, man. Like, like Monkey said with the rhino skin. That's, it's, yeah, it's that's... just crazy what you pay sometimes for these you know, <laughs> powders that are just in water. You're essentially just paying for the shipping of the water, really. You know, it really is. And I know people talk about that all the time about how expensive it is just to buy water. And you can get, and I am slowly but surely working through my supply of water bottles. And I'm eventually going to get over to the solids. But you're right. Yeah. Essentially, mostly that silica that you're buying is 99.9% water. Mm hmm. But so, it's something you need it. You have to have it sometimes, you know, one of those deals. Yeah, there was something I noticed when I was using silica as well is it would easily like, uh, I don't know, fuck with the nutrients, man. If I, if I put the silica into the water and I didn't stir it into the water properly and then I added the A and B, it would like make the water really fucking foggy. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. like, like, it would just uh, react with each yeah. other and it would be like a, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Like there was like somebody put a drop of milk in the water, you know, when it's just like, like white, you can't see all the way through. It's not clear anymore. That kind of shit. Silica has a, has a hard time staying in, in solution. Uh, and when you're adding it to your nutrients, what they usually tell you to do is after your water set out for a while and it's de- dechlorinated is to add the silica in and give it at least an hour before you add anything mm-hmm, else into mm-hmm. it. And it's supposed to be absorbed better into the water that way. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah, if I you found out. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't do that and, and you, and you just add it, mix it up normally, a lot of times what Mackie's talking about can easily happen. And that's like where your, your silica is actually falling out of solution when you're adding other chemicals in there to it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's about, that's what I've been told is the reason why that that uh, solution got cloudy is because that's the other other chemicals falling out of solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do that. Yeah, then you have to mix the whole thing again. You have to go again. So what you do when you add your silica, you add it first, and then you stir the fuck out of the water, man. You stir it well, you know, so it's properly mixed in, mm-hmm. and then and walk yeah, away. Give, give it, give it yeah, time. give it an hour or so. Yeah, yeah, and then come back. Some brands, however, they do recommend that you add the silicon after the nutrients have been added. So check with whichever brand you're using first. Some yeah. go before, some go after. So make sure you check on the bottle. And, and then adjust. And obviously at the end of everything, because uh, it can fuck with the pH lot as well, can the uh, silica. 
So yeah. once you're done with everything, make sure you adjust the pH at the end. Don't adjust your pH, then add silica because it will fuck with shit, you know? So yeah, I think the silica usually raises the pH. Uh, the stuff I have does, at least. It's one of the few nutrients that I have that actually raises that number. Most of mm -hmm. them drive it down, and that one actually drives it the other way. But don't ever yeah. use it as a pH up because you will really screw things up doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's very, uh, very cheap. Very good for your plants by the sound of things, you know. Like I said, I've used it before, but it was so long ago. I don't want to make any uh wild claims like the plants were 10 times bigger than what they were and they grow five times faster and all that shit. Because I don't know whether they actually did that or not. I remember them looking greener, but that could be because it was under fucking CMH lighting rather than an LED light, you know. I mean, there's other things that can be taken into consideration, but like I said, where everywhere I've seen anybody speak about this, it's being good for their plants and they're happy with the results so i mm -hmm. think it's definitely something we should uh, give a shot and the listeners should give it a shot if they want if they haven't included silica into their uh, nutrient regime just yet now what i'd like to suggest is if you're a brand new grower don't worry about silica just yet learn mm -hmm. how to grow that mm -hmm. plant first and then come back in and think about maybe adding the silica in there because new mm. growers, you really want an easy, you want you want a simple recipe, you want to succeed the first time before you start messing things around. Mm -hmm. So by all means, new growers, don't buy all the extras. I mean, you go to the grow shop, they're going to want to sell you all the extra stuff. Like Mackie and I have been saying for a long time, you can grow cannabis with the basics. CalMag, A and B, you're good to go. You know, but silica, yeah, after you learn to grow and you're ready to, to try and get a little bit more out of your plant, that's the time to, to look at silica. That's right. Yeah. But when you've already got everything figured out and you want to start adding more, it's a good time to use that stuff, you know? That's kind of what I did. You know, after I learned that I could grow the plants and, and uh, I grew enough to keep myself supplied, then I started trying things. And that's when I tried silica. I used it for uh, about, you know, about a year and a half, I think, in various grows. And that's mm -hmm. when I decided whether or not I wanted to keep it in the grow or not. It's like, yeah, yes. And that's how I suggest most people take it. Learn to grow, learn what you're doing first, and then substitute one thing at a time. And then you can decide whether or not that's something you want to keep or something you want to shelf. You know, yeah, now just, I know uh, what it does. If I ever need it, I have that skill. And I'm just checking online here, uh, like a different products, like psychonutrients of a platinum series silica, one liter for £7.88. Yeah. That's fucking cheap, man. Cheap. Yeah. You know, a Vitalink, have some. Yeah. Uh, the reason I dropped silica is. I I found that other some nutrients actually contain it, and I'm not really sure mm. whether it's not the stuff that I had already had enough in it, but it didn't it didn't make a huge improvement for me, so I saved my money, put it somewhere else. Make sure everything else is on point before you add something new like silica into the equation. That way you'll know for sure whether or not that is helping or hurting your grow. If you're mm. adding three or four things at a time, you won't know. It's all a guess. And of course, if you are... Uh... If you do start to use it, then start a diary over on Percy's. Just, then we can see if it makes any changes in what you think. And while I can't even actually say this 100%, one thing about silica is, you know, those stronger cell walls, we were talking about that bud. Everybody knows about that late bud rot thing like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed to actually help prevent bud rot. I don't know if it does. This is what I've been told, mm -hmm. is that it will make your plant cell walls thicker and healthier and help stave off bud rot a little bit longer. Won't, won't prevent it altogether, though. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I've, I've seen the same thing as well, because it just overall makes the plant 
healthier and able to fight off disease better you know so right. and you know if you're just going to spend just a little bit of money I mean, how much like you get a bottle for ten dollars a liter bottle for ten dollars you know would you pay that money to prevent bud rot a little bit more of course you fucking would <laughs> you know what i mean if this is going to reduce my chance of bud rot by five percent i'm fucking taking that five percent mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah man you gotta think about it. When that spider mite cars up on your plant, it's gonna be a whole lot harder for him to bite into that cell wall when you got silicon yeah. in there. Then... You know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna bite into the leaf and be like, this tastes like tits. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, when a healthy plant, that's exactly what the bu- what the bugs are like. Oh, ain't worth my trouble. Oh, we'll find something else. This tastes like Pamela Anderson. What the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> oh, silicon. Uh, that's silicone. Oh, oh gosh. Oh god, funny. Yeah. So yeah, disease, pests, mold, rot, all, all that kind of nasty shit. And it, it's better at taking up nutrients, so you're less likely to see nutrient deficiencies as well. So you know, it's it's all good round and round, but it it just sounds like it's uh something that we should be using if we're not using it. And you can't use too much of it, you know. Obviously, you can't briefly discuss that, but you know, within reason, just use like one milliliter per gallon or you know and you do fucking fine with that and that's every day for the whole whole grow as well don't change that when you're changing pk or anything just keep the level the same all the way through the grow and you'll be fine uh, that's in cocoa but if you're using soil as well if you're growing in soil then i heard some guys say that you don't need to mix it with your main nutrients because you don't use nutrients for every feed when you're growing in soil you know it's like you do a uh, nutrients and then two water and then nutrients and two water. So it, what you're doing instead is you do your normal nutrients and the feed after that, you'll do your, just your silica feed and then you'll do water. So, you know, the, the three going cycle like that, because then you don't have to mix it with the nutrients, which can potentially cause problems like we explained. So uh, bear that in mind as well. You don't need to mix it with your nutrients if you're using uh, soil grows. You can just add it the, the day after when you would usually give them water. Yeah, in soil, if you if you compile, if you're making your own soil and you're using, like we said, if you're using things like sand and clay in your soil in some some concentration, you probably are going to have enough silica in your soil that you're probably not going to need to add extra at that point. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those are good sources. And once those microbes get working on that stuff, it's going to make it bioavailable to your plants. Takes a while, yeah. but you'll get there. So yeah, this is why I think it was expensive. This because uh, I'm mean, here like silica is expensive, but then you can buy them bottles for a liter for a tenner. But the the solar green power, the uh, the silic acid, which are the silicon and silic acid from a Buddha's tree, the that one, twenty five, well twenty four for uh, five hundred milliliters, twenty four pound for five hundred milliliters. That's about thirty dollars, you know. And you can get bottles here for ten dollars for for a liter of the stuff, which is essentially the same ingredients. You know what I mean? That's what you'll find a lot. It's just the same ingredients, just put on a different label. So definitely check that out, man. Uh, just check out the cheaper ones first. And if you want to go to the more expensive ones after and see if they make a difference, then, then sure, give that a go as well. It's your growth. You know what I mean? Completely up to you what you do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do give it a shot. I recommend, uh, you know, give it a shot. Start a diorama process, make sure that we can see the difference. We'll be able to look at the previous growth as well. So it's very cool, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting someone trying it out again. Surely it makes a difference. Surely. There's just too many good reviews out there about it. <laughs> Unless they're all owned by Big Silica. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's a Monsanto company with Big Silica. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
they got shares in big silica. That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, if you have any questions about this, you know, head over to postesgroom.com. You know where you can find us, everybody. But we will do some uh, listener mail questions, which we have now. We have a few of these listener mail questions to come up. Filmy Balls asks, one day when high and homegrown fails to exist in this simulation, will we become non-existent? Or will all of PGR slash HOHG information be transferred slash programmed slash infused into our new energy life force living in our cannabis utopia? This man took acid before writing that question. I think so. Yeah. I can't answer that without Damn. thinking acid myself. He at least microdosed. That's crazy. Thanks for trying, Phil. <laughs> but it's, it, uh, I don't know, man. It's an interesting one. I don't even know what it really means. You know, like, <laughs> what will happen to all of the information? It's a conserver I've been having, I don't know, for the last couple of months, really, with the rise of AI. Because I keep thinking about I need to write more articles for Percy's, but then I'm thinking at the same time, what's really the point? Is the internet and the way we get information over the next 10 years going to change so much? that just, we won't need to write articles online anymore because AI will just have all the answers. You don't need to go and uh, Google things. You can just go to AI. And that's now. In five years' time, it's going to be completely different. But it's going to be just on your phone. You can just ask the AI anything you like, and it will have answers for you. How many people are really going to be going out to websites when you have an accessory like that and looking uh, for specific answers? It, there's not really much point in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You would just ask your AI and you could be like, uh, you know, how do you use silica with cannabis plants? Just straight to AI and be like, oh, you have to do this, this and this and this. And then you can have follow up questions and it will know exactly what you mean. And you could just basically have this conversation with this AI bot that knows fucking everything. Uh, would you ever need to go to a website and read an article again? It's it's, uh, it's like, do I write articles? Is it just redundant now? Would it be redundant in a couple of years? It's it's a. Uh, what do you think, Monkey? Do you think that that's how things are going to be? I would not know, man. That's that's above my pay grade. Right. I don't know. It's a scary prospect, but a good one at the same time. You know, it just makes the access of information much easier. But I don't see. And, and another thing is, well, in Canada, they've passed some fucking draconian laws recently, where they're starting to vet podcasts to make sure there's no misinformation and all that stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Imagine so, that. You know, it's like they're, they're, they're getting more and more control of the things that we can and can't say online. And, you know, cannabis That's, is obviously is a taboo subject for most countries. Who, say who is doing all the fact check on, on these podcasts, man? Yeah, Trudeau himself. <laughs> okay. And this is it. This is always my problem with the whole freedom of speech thing is who do you put in charge of it? And they're obviously going to have an agenda. He's going to go fucked at some point. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, at what point could it ever happen where the governments are taking so much control but they don't allow podcasts like this to exist not just because of the cannabis content that we uh we speak about which is taboo to most but then we also do a go off on some tangents sometimes and talk about that guy who clearly killed himself when he was in prison you know the guy i mean he clearly obviously killed himself you know he didn't really oh yeah yeah well no 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 he he did definitely Mm -hmm. i mean yeah you know if we if it it didn't happen they would have told us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) he killed himself Yes. So it's very interesting. This is uh, just some of the thoughts that I have sometimes. You know. <laughs> How far living does it go? 
Yeah, in the brain. Yeah, you go. Yeah, it's like, will AI be the end of us, or will just uh, over excessive uh, prohibition be the end? I don't know. We just have, we just have to enjoy being here now. You know that old prospect, be here now. Just enjoy the podcast while it's here, the forum while it's here. Enjoy yourselves while you're here. Enjoy cannabis while you're allowed it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. we are our to, own uh, worst enemies. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, scary to think, man. The, the, especially being in the UK, where they passed that new law recently. They uh. The online safety bill, I think they call it, and pretty much looking shut down whatever they like if they deem it to be dangerous to people. And you know, it's just scary shit. I mean, what happens if my internet provider suddenly decides, oh no, we can't let him get on that website because you know it's cannabis related, and we can do that now because it's the law. It's like, what the fuck do I do then? I have to go through proxy every time. Yeah. I kind of understand where they're coming from with this, you know, the online safety thing. I mean, I can see where it's possible. Somebody could put some stuff up that would really be false and could really harm some people if they followed information such as that. But it's a scary thought, man. Once the government gets involved, do we ever get it back? We see this now with cannabis, yeah. you know? Yeah. So they're going to start taking the information and deciding what they can and can't have. This is what we're going to be starting to do now. Is it a war mm-hmm. on information? You know, war on drugs uh, is over what they said. So now we're going to do a war on information, right? It's war on the differences of opinion is what it is. Oh, war on thought. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Thought, please. You know, Mm -hmm. double speak. We're definitely going, we're definitely going into uh, 1984 now, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are, man. We're into thought crime now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can say something wrong and it would be the end of your career. You know, you see it happening all the time on social networks things are oh, fucking yeah. crazy Cancel culture yeah mm-hmm. crazy yeah interesting question for me balls we could <laughs> we could discuss that one for a while but i don't think there's ever going to be some kind of cannabis utopia no there might be for like six months after it's legalized but then people will get bored of it and move on to the next thing i feel like once in enough time that cannabis is going to be uh so People are going to be so underwhelmed by cannabis that eventually people are going to want. Why was we? Why did we make that illegal again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, is it's, this it's it? just, exactly. I mean, that's what a lot of people are these days. Yeah, sure. I I understand any new smoker. They first everybody has a first time, and everybody remembers that first time. But after you've been there a few times, it's all like, is this really it? This is what mm-hmm. they're worried about? No, come on. Mm-hmm. One day yeah. we'll see that. One day people are going to go like, oh man, I can't believe that. They yeah. put people in jail for what? This shit's delicious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so good question for me, Bowles. Thanks for the question, man. I hope uh, we answered it there in that little bit of a kind of rant about a dystopian future that might be heading our way. Let's just look on the bright side and just hope that it doesn't happen. Let's hope that it's just all okay. And the news just want to keep us afraid all the time and everything's going to be okay, really. But, but maybe it won't. But until then... Just smoke weed and stay high, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Turpo has a question here. Have you guys started using malted barley? If so, how are you applying it? Uh, are you seeing results? Thanks. Thanks, Turpo. What, have you started using it, Monkey? Tried it yet? Mm, no. Uh, I've got stuff going on, and my grows are kind of at a standstill right now until I come back from a trip, and then I might mm-hmm. try it then. I've, I've located the sources, but I haven't made the, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, I haven't checked into it yet. And if anybody don't know what uh, Turpo is talking about here, it's something that we discussed in the interview with Clackamas Coot when Clackamas Coot was on the show a few weeks ago. 
And uh, he says lots of good things happen when you start using malted barley with your growth. So go and check out that interview and he can explain everything in that yeah. if you haven't listened to it already. And if you have listened to it already, then go back and listen again because there was fucking so much good information in that show, in that episode. That was a good-ass episode, man. And if you have any shit. questions for Clackmas Coot, you can go over to our Discord server and tag him there and mm -hmm. he will answer mm -hmm. for you. He has been very, very good about answering people's questions over there on Discord. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I haven't started using it yet, but I plan to. I know I really want to get that that uh, that Kaifa Kiefer. Yeah, you know that other Kiefer. stuff we was talking about to get the lactobacillus. I want to get that up and running too. But like Monkey said, you know I've been busy too, man. I've been yeah, I've had too much going on. And whilst I've got the A and B and the PK I need, I don't really need anything else. You know everything just sails smoothly from that point. But uh, exactly. I should. Uh, I do want to get some of the silica in there, and I want to get the malted barley, and I want to get the kefir sorted as well, and add all that. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing mission. because you sound like me now. You're like, oh, I want to add some of this. Oh, I want to do this too. Mm -hmm. Just try these extras in the cocoa, like you're doing. You know, the, the whole yeah, yeah. just trying to get more microbes in there to increase flavor. Just these little things that can make a difference. Because if you can get the mix between the two, I think that's the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah, man. That's definitely a good thing. But, you know, like, like I was saying before, you know, we, we've uh, we figured out how to grow in cocoa and things such as this. And this is all mm -hmm. added. This is all now that now that we've passed that point, we're experimenting. So new growers don't don't uh, just learn to grow first and then start experimenting like we're doing here and we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. go crazy at first because it'll cause all kind of problems. Once you got a good system, then start adding one thing at a time and you'll start seeing wonderful things happen. But yeah, kefir is great. Malted barley is great. JMS is great. Lactobacillus, all those wonderful things to add to your grows. Yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, good question. That was tough. Bro. Good question, man. Uh, go and check out that episode with, um, with Coot and he would explain uh, all of this shit to you. And let us know if, when you start using it. It sounds like you haven't started using it yet, but you're interested in it. Let's see some diaries over on Percy's where, uh, you know, people are telling us about their, now, now they're using malted barley. So this is the, the uh, whole process of that and the difference compared to my usual grows. Them kind of diaries would be cool. You know, same with the silica, same with the lactobacillus with the kiffin and shit and give all that shit a go, you know, you know, and just document it so everybody can see them. People can go over there and, and see step by step how the grow was. So check that out. Where can I get my Discord invite? I think the Discord is in the link. In the description of this video mate just uh go to the description click on more you'll see some links down there you click on the discord and that will let you in uh, and that's the same for anybody who's listening to the show right now as well you know whether it's on youtube or you've downloaded it from spotify or, or you listen to our itunes or whatever uh, just if you click on the description of the download or the show then you'll see the links to the discord and all you do is click that in and if you're already a member of discord then it will add you to our server. But if you're not a member of Discord, then you sign up to Discord, which is free and easy. Uh, and mm -hmm. then you can just join our server over there. And it'd be good to see more people in the server. We've got loads of people in the server, but it's quiet sometimes. It'd be good to see more activity over there. So, uh, you know, get over there, man. And boost the activity over on the Discord. It'd be good to see more people there. And let's, mm -hmm. let's go on to this next question here. This is from Beaker Bongs. Is, and this is an interesting one. This is uh, something which we haven't covered before. It's, uh, it's a good question, but everybody should know the answer to. The best way to sterilize a jar for curing in. You know, when you're, I mean, it's happened to me many times. You know, you, you've emptied jars over time and then you just close the lid because it's empty and then it just gets stored away. 
you know, and then like six months later, when you need the jar, you crack it open, smell it, and you're like, oh, this needs cleaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean? I get that sometimes. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you crack them open and it's like, oh, that smells fucking delicious, but there's no buds in it. It's just the remnants, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, but you really don't I'm... want that. Do you want that that smell on your new weed, though? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, what I like to do is I just like to get isopropyl. Isopropyl is so fucking universal. <laughs> you can use it for loads of shit. And if you just get 70% isopropyl with 30% water that's like one of the best cleaners you can get and it smells good so I just have a because of my other hobby you know growing a different types of mycelium and stuff then I always have some isopropyl around so I just uh you know I just spray it with the isopropyl and clean it that way mm-hmm. what about you monkey what do you do easiest way for me to do it stick them in a dishwasher run the cycle All right they cool. come out they come out sterilized and spotless even like sticky jars yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, my jars aren't too sticky because my weed's dry. I want to put them in the jars. But right, right. Uh, if there is a, you know, w- what little bit might be left, they come out, I mean, squeaky clean when it's done. No issue mm-hmm. at all. So, yeah. Yeah, man. There's, a, there's so many different ways to do it. And if you obviously make sure that you don't leave any smell on the inside of the jars and it needs to be dry, you know, so if it's just been washed, dry the inside of the jars, man, and leave it open for a while to make sure that any smell from the cleaner that you've used is evaporated so it doesn't taint the flavor of your buds. You know, so I would spray mine with the uh, the isopropyl around the edges and then just give it a shake, you know, swirl around on the inside and, and wipe it off with a couple of paper towels, man. And nice and easy. Done. I've done that before. It does work. Mm-hmm. And give it five minutes then and all the alcohol evaporates, all the smell is gone. It's properly mm-hmm. dry. Nice and easy, man. Nice and easy. You just put all your buds in there and it's nice and clean and fresh and scent free. It's good shit. That's how I do mine anyway. And Monkey puts this in the dishwasher. There's loads of different ways to do it, but you know, that's just some recommendations for you. But it, it's a it's a good question because it's something that we all have to do, but it doesn't get discussed very much on how to clean your jars properly. So give that a shot. And if you have any other suggestions about how you clean your jars, then drop them in the comments. Or, you know, you can find us on the Discord and over at postersgrowing.com. And there'll be a good thread or discussion to have to see all these different ways that people clean their jars. Or do you just get new ones? And if you do, when you do get new ones, do you clean those as well? Because they might have chemicals in from the factory or some shit. So, you know, do you clean those too or not? No. Let us know what your method is. It'd be good to hear different ideas on this one. Well, another yeah. question on that related to similar thing is like, how do you clean growth bags? Uh, I, yeah, I've I never would, used them. Me either. Got and some. That's what I'm saying. I, I've never used them. I've, I've never put my hands on them. Uh, mm. I don't. I guess you wouldn't want to put them in the dishwasher. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure about growth growth bags. I've got a couple as well, but I just haven't used them because I'm so used to using jars. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can put like wet buds in that, and it will dry out over time, right? It just that's I guess. I mean, I think that's yeah. what they're saying. And they're, just don't trust that. You know? containers. Exactly, <laughs> man. Yes, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's uh it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. It, 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 like mentally it doesn't work, you know what I mean? It's just it's scary to think about just putting wet buds in a bag mm-hmm. and see sealing it. It's like I'm gonna open this next week, it's gonna be mold flying out of me. No, right. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that bad or else it wouldn't be on the market. Everybody seems to really love them, but I have the same aversion to it. I'm just thinking, you know, glass is, um, well, 
you know, I'm going to say bulletproof, but glass is not technically bulletproof, but it's, let's say mm. glass is foolproof. Yeah, you can't tread on it and squish your buds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Overgrown Australia just uh, gave some answers there. They said, I wipe out with ISO growth bags are easy. He said, do not put wet buds in. They have to be dry first. And Silicon also said they have to be dry first as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good to know. That's good to know. They're very clear about that in the instructions, say Silicon. Bro, as a male, it's difficult to read instructions, okay? I'm sure you all understand where I'm coming from. What are those? From. Where do you yeah. find those? How dare you? I know how to do this without instructions. <laughs> Gosh. I'm, think a, I'm a chimpanzee or something. Exactly. Homo you know. sapien. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very clear in capital letters. Okay, I'm going to go get a fucking growth back now. Just see how clear they are. Give me a second song. <laughs> Not that clear, actually. You know, you're going to look at it, look at it, look at it. And eh, like that. But I'm, I'm sure they're, they're cleanable, usable. I mean, I haven't seen, I actually haven't seen any bad reviews yet on the growth bags. And they're so good. They're, they're, they are, like, I've got a couple, sorry. Yeah, so I've got a couple of Mephisto, 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 you know, then guys, Mephisto, man, legends, uh, growth bags, and real fucking nice. The texture of them is real strange. Uh-huh. It's, uh, I mean, I'm looking, and only briefly looking, I don't see any massive letters like saying, don't put wet buds in here. So very clear in capital letters is a bit bit excessive there, I think, Silas. In just normal letters would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, warning this Mephisto X Growback collaboration is going to take your top shelf homegrown Mephisto Mary Jane and elevate your nugs to the next level. I will try this out and let you know. Uh, good time for lazy people taking a load off your previous job open endeavors because once it's in there, you don't have to burn the charts, right? That's what it's saying. Uh, warning keep out of reach of children and pot bellied pigs. They like to get baked as much as you and us. Uh, bags have turp lock, but not on actual lock, so keep sticky finger friends away. Okay, no burping required, weight retention, button, no humidity pack required. I don't see anything here, unless I have to look into the small print here. Silasin. So I'm going to have to look at the small print to be like, don't put wet buds in. There's no very clear here. Monkey, monkey is giving us, <laughs> it's giving us misinformation. I'm telling you. Disinformation. If they were in Canada, they'd take the podcast down, right? That's right. So it's like, how dare they say that? People are going (laughs) to get moldy cannabises. (laughs) But real nice fucking bags, these Mephisto growth bags, man. Yeah, I'm going to check them out for sure. Two goes, ten days for loose. Ah, there we go. Now we're there. After reading half an hour, Silas, in I'm there now. You found the words finally. Most seasoned cultivators recommend a ten to fourteen day dry, ten days for looser buds, and fourteen for larger denser buds. In the dry room, should be sixty degrees Fahrenheit and sixty percent relative humidity, with even air circulation without having direct airflow on the buds or drying towards the wall. Uh, with a slow, slower dry, the cannabis flavor will retain a large terpene profile, preserving the strain specific aromas and medical benefits. And the cannabis that would be lost in, in the, that, the benefits of that cannabis that would be lost in a rushed dry. So, yeah, I mean, they're cool, man. They're cool. I like the way they look. It's uh, Mephisto have got uh, nice bright colors on this and shit. So it's very cool. Hmm. Might as well give it a shot. You know, got it here. I've got a yeah, couple man. of growth bags. Might as well give them a shot and let everybody know how it turns out. But it'll probably be I mean, the same as jar, to be honest. It's going to be the same kind of thing. What's wrong with just burping least. a jar and taking a sniff? You know what I'm saying? Nothing. I do it all the time. Exactly. Just a little cracking. Mmm, delicious. Yeah. I'm concerned about the British school system. Me too. 
Me too, sorry, Tim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once you've used them, you won't go back, Matthew. Yeah, but maybe. They, they look good, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll give it a shot. Right, uh, one more question we have here. Let's uh, finish this one off. Mr. Budstan, this is from, if you could have the perfect setup in your dream house, how big would it be and what equipment would you use and what would be your first growth? Monkey, what are you saying? I don't, I mean, I've gotten so used to growing in a small space. I don't think I really need a bigger space. But I mean, if I was going to, if you're talking about fantasy size space that I can do whatever I felt like in it, I mean, come on, let's just go with a four by eight then. What the hell? Mm-hmm. You know, that way, I, that way I can grow seeds here and bud there and everything else. Or would it be better to have two four by fours, one for autos and one for uh, for photos? I don't really know. Well, I'd want a greenhouse. That's what I'd Oh, want. sure, sure. If it was legal, by all means. Yeah, but, you know, if money wasn't an option uh, and it was legal, you know, if that wasn't a problem too, then... I would like a nice big house with a greenhouse on the side, but it doesn't just grow cannabis. It grows other things, you know, it grows my, uh, a whole range of different plants that have been made illegal at some point, like my cacti. I'd like to get my cacti <laughs> in a greenhouse, uh, you know, different kinds of mushrooms growing and just like, you know, anything that can fuck you up, it will be grown in this greenhouse just for fun. And of course food as well, you know, it just, <laughs> so it will be a big greenhouse. It'd be a decent size, but it'd be nice to be able to just go out there and work on it have these exotic plants growing. That's what I would like, man. But that costs fucking fortune. But, but then I also like growing indoors in the old style. It's like, you know, my favorite way to grow is just in cocoa in a scrog, man. You know how much I love growing a fucking scrog? I like to have busy hands. I like to stay busy and growing it in a scrog is just a fucking beautiful way to grow and it keeps you busy. There's, there's times where you'll spend numerous hours in your grow uh, when you when you're doing like the major lollipop you'll be there for three or four hours just taking bits off your plants i remember you'd be training <laughs> meticulously every fucking day and it's you know it's good man i like that kind of shit that's my favorite way to grow so just that in like a four by four like monkey said that that's fucking perfect man but i would also like to do it outdoors as well but can't do that in the uk because the weather's too shit so a nice big greenhouse that would be pucker there you go. And of course, I'd, sorry, I'd want all this. I said I used to think I'd want all this extra space and stuff. Oh yeah, if it was legal, I'd have that. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But then when you find out that you can actually grow as much or more than you need in a small space, it changes your idea of what the ideal setup is. Yeah, well, why not just have more? You know, what am I going to do with it? I mean, diff- different strains. I don't know, let it fucking go moldy and rough for all you give me shit. You know, <laughs> no, 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 no. If you can grow shitloads of it and just have as much as you want, then. You know, even because you might only want a half ounce of a particular strain, but you're going to have to grow fucking five of it when you grow a plant. <laughs> oh, yeah, got to grow five of them because yeah. I only want the one, the best one of those yeah. five, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, you know, swap with friends or something. That'd be cool. Well, that's that I get guarantee if it was legal, that would definitely be giving away a bunch of it because shit, I mean, can't smoke mm-hmm. everything I grow, it's just the way it is. Yeah, but it's a good question, man. I wonder what everybody else thinks in the chat and, you know, people listening. Leave some comments, man. What would your ideal growth setup be? In the indoor growth setup, but having um, one of them HLG scorpions, man, in, in a 4 by 4 over a scrog. Fuck. Fuck. That would be so fucking awesome. In a raised bed, you know, man. One day we can dream, you know, raised bed with the horizon or soil like Marco does it with the pebbles, then the sand, then some clay, you know, just all that shit, man. Just 
man, that would be so fucking cool. One day we can dream. Yeah, one acre of pheno hunts. You know what I'm saying? That outdoor space as well. Yeah, you know, got my greenhouse, got my outdoor space for the summertime. Just a little something in a little grow room that I can do year round. Yeah, that would be so well, cool. Land's not a problem where I live. The problem here is legality. You know, we can have mm -hmm. the acre. Yeah, legality for the acre is the problem. No, land here in the UK is hard to come by. So, and it takes plenty of land available in the states. Plenty of land here. Yeah. Need to start a GoFundMe. You know, Mackie needs a, <laughs> a few acres of land. Mackie needs right. space. <laughs> That's right. But I think that was the last question we had there. I think it was really monkey. I think uh, that I was think the it end. Is. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let us know what your favorite grow self and your dream house would be, everybody, in the comments and shit. It would be good to hear your points of view. And of course, uh, was there uh, how, how you clean your jars as well? Let us know about that too. But very good. I think we answered all the questions on silica as well. I hope people can go and find some silica and, and incorporate that into their grow and see how it goes, man. And of course, let us know how it goes as well. That would be uh, that would be very cool. We'd like to see some diaries over at Percy's Grow Room. Check it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else to add? I think that's about it. Don't forget to join the Discord server, everybody. It's in the description. So click, come and join us. We'd love to have you there. Yeah. So that's it. Let's go to the outro. And there we go, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We had some great questions there for the listener mail section. And I just want to remind you all, that if you have any questions you would like us to answer in the listener mail, or even just suggestions and feedback, then do feel free to get in touch with us. You can find us over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, obviously on percysgrowroom.com. That's our Cannabis Growers Forum, which you all should be a member of already. If not, go over there and sign up. You can also find us on Discord. The link to the Discord server is in the description of this download. So if you want to join us there, it's all free, nothing to pay at all. So just feel free to come and join us on any one of those networks. And you can also email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com. So again, if you have any questions or suggestions and feedback you would like us to read us out in the list in the mail section of the show then do feel free to get in touch it would be great to hear from you but again thank you for being here thank you for downloading the show it is a pleasure to have you here every week and i hope you enjoyed this episode we will catch you on the next one which is going to be an interview on monday so have a great weekend everybody stay high stay safe and we'll see you on the next one goodbye